The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength, and body you are looking for in that moment. When you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar, the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch. Simple, yet substantial. Tobacco, talent, time. Romacraft Tobacco. The after show, the after show, the after show, the, the after, after show. show. It's the after <laughs> show, the show after the show. And uh, today we're going to talk about what cigar brands have made the most impact on the cigar industry. Uh, what cigar brands have made the most impact on the cigar industry and why? You know, it's a good thing that we're carrying this over from Clubhouse because after we finished the show on uh, Thursday night, yeah, I realized we left off a lot of brands. Really? Okay, good. And, and you know, it's stuff that you wouldn't even think of now, but back in the day, it, it helped bring the cigar industry from a, uh, a inexpensive to a premium line. Yeah. I mean, stuff like White Owl. All right. I mean, that had an impact on the cigar industry, El Producto. El Producto. Well, they were the biggest sellers. Yeah. You know, we brought up Swisher Sweets, uh, probably the, the go-to for people in uh, my generation of we're going to try a cigar, and it was Swisher Sweets because it was everywhere. Except for me and you, Dave. We both had the uh, Garcia Vega. Garcia Vega was another yeah. one. Yeah, That's, absolutely. You know, huge in the 50s, 60s, 70s yeah. even. Yeah, little tube, so it must be better. It was in a little plastic tube, tube, so <laughs> it must be better. And we didn't know. They weren't. No. <laughs> And then yeah, some people say back in the day they were good cigars. No, they weren't. No, they, yeah. <laughs> they were horrible. I think the second cigar I ever smoked was a Garcia Vega. Yeah. It was given to me by a cousin, and it was just awful. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it starts with there, and then you get into premium cigars. So those had an impact of, if you want to call it, getting people into premium cigars. But it really didn't because those people were White Owl smokers, Garcia Vega smokers for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. and, and back in the day, we used to sell a lot of that stuff. It was a million-dollar business for us just mm -hmm. on uh, domestic, unflavored domestic cigars, by the box only. Yep. And we would put those cigars near the bundle cigars so that hopefully that person would eventually brand switch and go to the next step, which would be a bundle cigar. Never happened. No, and it's a premium cigar versus a machine-made cigar. That's it. And there'll be some positives, I'll say, to it that a machine-made cigar is consistent. It's always exactly the same. It's terrible or whatever you want to call it, yeah. it is what it is. As a McDonald's hamburger, it's not a good hamburger, but it's consistent. That's how machine-made cigars are. Yeah, and then another thing that I realized we missed is uh, you know, a product that was uh, made an impact and made an impact for Two Guys Smoke Shop. Dos Hombres should be part of that conversation. Even though it's store-specific, yeah. it definitely made an impact in New England. Yeah, it was um, you know bundled cigars. So during the cigar boom... You couldn't get cigars, and like much what is going on right now, there's packaging issues. Mm -hmm. uh, well, packaging costs money, and 
you know, where we were the blue collar type of cigar shop in Boston mm-hmm. at the time that would against some fancy stores. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought that it would be good if we had a real value cigar. Mm-hmm. A Dos Ombre cigar is a premium long-filled cigar, mm-hmm. but with no packaging costs. And even the band is a very inexpensive, cheap and band. Then, yeah, what were the J.C. Newman ones? They, back in the day, it was La, um, La Prima Dora. No, no, not La Prima Dora. That was Swishes. Um, La Unica? La Unica. Yeah, that, that one was huge. Huge, at huge. The time. You know, and that that kind of stepped it up a, a level from where people were expecting for a bundled cigar. My thing, and this is not the J.C. Newman people talking, but I believe, because I was always a fan of Ashton cigars then, Lonica was Ashton. Hmm. Uh, I, I would agree I, with that statement. Yeah. Without having <laughs> any fact behind it, I would just agree with it because I do see the similarity. Sizes matched. The, huh. the the wrappers matched, the taste matched, mm-hmm. where I was a fan of the cigar to begin with anyway. That's what I think was going on there. Uh, Macanudo. Macanudo was a huge one. Uh, Macanudo was the one in the 70s that Archie Bunker smoked mm-hmm. on a special occasion and mm-hmm. would say, oh, my God, these are Macanudos. These are a buck apiece. <laughs> um, and, and that was the... Ultimate premium cigar. Yeah, and they're still big sellers, the Portofino, the Hampton yeah. Court, the Crystal Cafe. Different cigar, though. Different, way different cigar, because we alluded to this on the clubhouse. Yeah. It doesn't have that Jamaican component right, anymore. Right, right. Uh, it burned different. It, it tasted different. I have some old ones from the 80s, and they're different, for sure. Uh, one of the things we brought up, we're talking about impact of a cigar in the industry. What impacted the industry? Cohiba. 100%. Fidel Castro has a brand made for him, only giving it out to dignitaries uh, back in the 80s. And um, it became a big thing for geeks in the cigar industry in the 80s of, oh, my God, this Cohiba thing. I want to get a hold of this Cohiba thing. Later coming out uh, in full steam uh, in the early 90s. And then a U.S. version coming out in the mid-90s uh, for General Cigar, who really stole the trademark from them. 100% because they knew that nothing can happen because of the the trade embargo and uh, not reciprocating or accepting anything out of Cuba. So they knew the U.S. courts weren't going to entertain it. Right. So that same thing happened with other Cuban cigars like Romeo and Juliet um, that was out for a long time um, that somebody had and later uh, sold off to um, Consolidated Cigar, later turning into... um, where um, Consolidated is now Altadas, uh, Monte Cristo. Yep. Monte Cristo, huge Cuban brand, uh, making in the U.S. Um, people hearing about those two books, really. You know, Romeo and Juliet, Juliet and The yep. Count of Monte Cristo. And then, yeah, Fonseca was a Cuban brand. Another brand, yeah. So t- taking Cuban brands, and, and in some cases, it was the people that owned the brand to begin with, mm-hmm. right? and then coming to uh, U.S. or coming to another country and making the brand. So that's really not stealing. The Cohiba one was stealing because mm-hmm. that was truly Fidel Castro's brand. Right. Yeah, and outside those three, I mean, you have the other Cuban counterparts. You have the Trinidad. There was a Ramona. Lawrence. Yes. None of them uh, that, uh, achieved that level that the uh, big three did. Yeah. Right. And 
El Rey Del Mundo yes. was another one. Yeah, there was, a, there was every brand that was uh, San Cristobal, mm-hmm. any brand that Cuba made, somebody ripped it off uh, or tried to uh, say it was part of um, their family's heritage and, and continued the brand. Uh, La Gloria Cubana is another yeah, one, right? One, yep. um, then you have brands like. Um, in my day, being in the cigar business and saying, okay, this changed everything. Toro Fuente, Opus X. Yeah, and we mentioned that on the show, and I thought it was for a negative reason because it began the chasing. And, you know, when I started smoking, maybe as recent as 10, 12 years ago, I was a chaser. I'm, I'm so sick of chasing. But yeah, isn't but, that good for the industry? The chasing thing was good for the industry. Yeah, because I, I, it, it is good for the industry. It's I don't, good for the sneaker industry. It yeah, good I don't the, like it as a consumer, but it's, it's great for the industry yeah. because it creates conversation. But, yeah. but the big thing at the time was just the achievement of growing a rapper. Absolutely. I mean, that was... In, the impossibility, in which the everybody said it, can't you be cannot done. make a rapper in the Dominican Republic, and Carlito Fuente, not Carlos Fuente, Carlito Fuente said, you should can and worked at it and worked at it and worked at it and actually pulled it off now it's been done by many people yep. it's like like anything else you can't run the two-minute mile until somebody does it and then everybody does it can't lift 500 pounds until somebody did it and then a thousand people did it so we mentioning fuente and another thing i wanted to bring up on on the clubhouse i don't know if it was big up here if it was in new york but for me the cigar boom really like all right there's something going on here with short stories I don't know if you remember how hard they were to get. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, even I knew a lot of people that weren't cigar smokers well, that they, wanted the short story. They brought the Figurado back, which mm-hmm. was a dead product, yeah. and they said, okay, I think we can do something with it. And um, it, it was hot. And if you look at Cigar Aficionado in the early days, anything that was shaped, a shaped cigar, was getting the biggest ratings. Yeah. It was the biggest sellers. Now it's completely the opposite. A Torpedo or a Figurado or anything is one of the worst selling products yeah. now at this point the cost is more and uh the opportunity we talked about with lancero the opportunity of a of a tight draw is dramatic, dramatic. so yeah. why would you take the chance to just smoke a regular i knew a lot of people that cut the nipple off the, yeah uh, you know the classic the short story yeah. the masterpiece so on <laughs> well and so you do forth. it when a short story now you got a really little cigar yeah, right. small to begin with but i think that was one of the first brands that created a secondary market because i remember my friend Vinny. i used to have the cigar shop in new york let me know when you get short stories. I'll take two boxes. He would take them. He would take them to the New York Transit Authority and flip them to his coworkers. Sell it again. Yeah. So that, I, that cigar might then, be responsible for the secondary market. All right. We, we, didn't, we didn't mention that. And that was, that's a good one. Uh, the, big, the big talk was acid. Yes. Um, of that brand came out and became a, it became a swisher suite of premium cigars. Yes. And, Love it or hate it, it had a huge impact yes. on the cigar industry. And they did it better than the competitor, which the, the first one out there, they weren't the first. The first no. one was Lars Teton. Yeah. And, you know, in, in my opinion, uh, Acid was a ripoff of Lars Teton, but he did it better. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> more, he had more marketing ingenuity yes. than Lars Teton had. And then what he did with it, and then bringing in the premium cigars, regular, you know, showing you that at the, be- at the beginning, for most of the years, it was only a f- flavored company. Yeah. Um, and later on, they end up adding cigars to it. And, you know, still, I would say the majority is still, um, 
I don't want to say flavored. What's the word? I'm infused. Infused. <laughs> What's the word I'm supposed to use? Don't say the F word, they always say. And uh, I feel bad now. Our counterparts to Massachusetts, they call up looking acid. You can come to New Hampshire and buy it. I just can't ship it into the state. Wow. Um, then we have um, other cigars that made a major impact. Um, and again, not the first to do it, but uh, they did it best or the timing was right, was Asylum. Asylum bringing big ring gauge cigars to light in a big way. Yep. Uh, yes, there was other people that did it. Certainly Perdomo with Amenso. They're back with it now. They did it first, I believe. They might have been the first yeah, to do that I, kind of. I believe so. Um, but they were ahead of the, their time. Yeah, they happened. were way too soon. Yeah. And, you know, everybody looked at it like, I'm not smoking that. And then Asylum comes out, makes it cool. Yeah. I mean, the name Asylum. Got to be crazy to smoke it, right? right? So it's instant marketing. Yep, yep. That's what was going on there. Um, what else? Um, for If you want to call it full-bodied cigars, Glory Cubana, um, when that came out. That, it was, that it, was almost the birth of the boutique cigars 100%. at that point. Yeah. You know, Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Little at, place uh, in Miami. Miami, yeah. yep. And then Miami Cigars. Not Miami Cigar, the company. My, yeah. Miami made cigars. Yeah, you had El Titan, the bronze, yeah. diagonally across your street yeah. from uh, EPC, and yeah. put them on the map. Don Papin, when he got there, was another yeah. Miami cigar. Yeah, on the, all on the same block. Yes. They, you know, four corners. Yep. As far as ultra premium, it was Davidoff. That Davidoff uh, leaves Cuba, mm-hmm. uh, goes to the Dominican Republic, comes to the United States, and astronomically high-priced cigars mm-hmm. – at that time was what is this all about but people were intrigued by it looked at it and uh they gave birth to ultra premium yeah you yeah. can look at the watch industry it's always been about timex back in the day yeah and, and then all of a sudden you know tag hewer comes yeah. out and uh what's the watch rolex. we just gave rolex we just gave away yeah. davidoff followed that mentality yeah yeah you, you know, know no armatrons anymore you know dunhill was in that game for a little while yep. as well yeah yeah um you know, and I mentioned Padron. If you're going to mention Davidoff, you got to say Padron's had a huge impact on the cigar industry. Well, I think they certainly did. They brought light to box press cigars. 100%. They, they got to be, again, not the first person that ended up doing it, but they did it the best. And you talk box press cigars, everybody's going to mention, you know, name five box press cigars. The first one's going to come up as Padron. Padron. And we, we alluded to how they had factories in Honduras and factories in Nicaragua. But I, I think they put Nicaragua on the map. Yeah, Hoya de Nicaragua was the first cigar factory of that country. But you say Nicaraguan cigar, I think Padron's the first one mentioned, uh, at least 45 and older. Yeah. You, under 45, our show sponsor is going to get mentioned. There we go. Which is Roma Craft, which did something for the cigar industry. If you look at, they have built themselves a little army, much like Perdomo does. Um, it's the weasels, right? Yeah, and it ties into the show of uh, a couple weeks ago, getting the cigar industry younger. The demographic that's, with the exception of Ed Sullivan, the demographic <laughs> that smokes Romacraft is a younger cigar smoker, which the industry needs. Another thing he did is he built that company on social media also. At the beginning, there was no band on it. None. It none was at sold all. directly by him only. Yep, he had a cigar shop in Texas. It got uh, destroyed by a hurricane. And uh, he had created a um, a house brand program, 
that became Romacraft. And he hooks up with Michael Rosales, who has his own cigar brand that was going nowhere. Yeah. But he had the connections with the factories and what have you. Yeah. And the birth of Romacraft, Ro for Mike Rosales, Ma for Skip Martin. Yeah. And that's the newest, hottest boutique. And you could still say it's the newest, hottest boutique because what company is what, 10 years old? <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Yeah, no, it was an impact. There was something to that that, um, you know, they they had done. Um, they still have that following of super fans, hundred percent, right? So if if you if you have that, if you have people that are uh, super fans to a brand and and the people within that company, you got something there. It's much like Holly Davidson, you know. I think. Whatever new comes from Romacraft, they come out with some new product. The regular people have to have it. 100%. But I think to a degree, it it hurts their core line a little bit. And Skip's been doing a great job on social media. Uh, a lot of cigar places, including us, the only way you're going to get the hot limited release is when it's packaged with uh, a core line. And he says the brick and mortar, you've got to support the core lines. If you only want my limited editions, right. they shouldn't sell it to you. And I kind of agree with that. It yeah. sounds elitist. It sounds snobby, but support the core lines. Yeah. Well, you got to worry about the people that are looking to, like you Secondary. said, flip it. Mm-hmm. Yep. They, they, I'm going to buy a box of this because everybody's looking for it, and then I can sell it for more money mm-hmm. afterwards. Sneaker industry, same yep. same deal that happens. Liquor. People oh, yeah. buy the, the <laughs> real liquors and stuff and flip them. Yeah. Big, they, they, big industry with that. So a manufacturer really wants the, the person to smoke the cigar, right? That's yeah. what they're trying to get a hold of, not... Trying to create a secondary business. Yeah, they're produced to smoke, not yeah. to admire. Yeah. It's time for the strength and character segment. Brought to you by Camacho Cigars. Camacho Cigars, the icon of uncompromised values. Okay, six pillars of character, trustworthiness, respect, responsibility, fairness, caring, and citizenship. We are on caring, and we're getting down towards the end of this. It's help people in need. Help people in need. And yeah, and as we alluded to on the, on the show, Jonathan's out with COVID. Yeah. And as soon Did as you I f- make him a casserole, a mac and cheese no, or something? I send him a text. I go, look, I'm vaccinated. I don't have a problem coming to your house. If there's something you need that you're stuck at home, I'll bring it there. So, yeah, I, I think I, I, I do step up when it comes to that. Here we go. He didn't acknowledge me. No. <laughs> didn't even acknowledge no, no, thank you. No, okay. No thumbs up, which he told what? us basically means fuck you. Yeah. But to- dead radio silence. Yeah. He could have uh, given you the thumbs up at least. At least, yeah. The same happened to me that I said to him, I would drive him to the hospital. I will drive mm-hmm. him to the doctor's office. I've been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about it. I'm doing that with my wife sitting next to me. She says, you are going to wear a mask <laughs> if you end up doing it. He's definitely happy has it yeah. or whatever and i said whatever yeah. uh maybe he needs to eat something i drop some food off yeah. or whatever and i texted it to him and radio silence, silence. Right? Yeah. so it's, uh, it's not you don't take it personal no nah, maybe maybe he doesn't have covid maybe he has a uh, trial job somewhere else conspiracy ah, theory yeah. there we go. <laughs> i didn't give it a moment's thought no. <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I prefer to help people who will help themselves you okay know? all right but then all again right. i didn't know about it till this morning uh, yeah <laughs> yeah so uh helping people in need uh i want to help people in need but and that's true. I, I'm going to preface that by the person has to want to help themselves also. A little little to what it yeah. is, you know, 
everybody runs into problems and it happens to their life. But if if there's some if it's somebody that doesn't gear up for anything, you know, oh whatever happens happens. Then they're in need. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you, and, you didn't, and, and that's true. Five, five, eight years ago, actually, I married five, almost five, but eight years ago, got screwed over at a job, yeah. and you were like, oh, here's somebody in need. Come on up, and you wound up hiring me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you were hired before you even came up. Yeah. In my head, that I'm like, and unless he's a totally screw up, but for me, for me to make you drive all the way up here yeah. and do it, it, it was a done deal. I was, I was committed at, at that point. Um, no, you, you want? I don't know. It's just a a, a human thing. Yeah, right? you do unto others as yeah. you want undo yeah, to, to you. Whatever the saying is. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that is, felt and like it, Bob Euchre for a minute. <laughs> no, the same goes for. Listen, New York. I'm, I'm, I'm at, at benefit to New York tax went up to seventy five percent. That maybe some of those people are going to end up buy from us online or whatever mm-hmm. it is. We see it. No, I don't want it, and mm-hmm. I actually want to help them make that go away. Yeah. Which is you can look at it as part negatively to me if it ends up going away. I don't believe that. I believe that if we help everybody, rising tides and all that. Yeah that happens but um yeah i'm big on that of uh helping people in need um and, and sometimes i'm burned by it believe me but that that that's okay it's not going to stop the way it is yeah no good deed goes unpunished right it happens so much yeah. and you know i think uh somebody else who impacted yes you gotta yeah. you gotta go with rocky and the impact that he's had. And he continues to have, fighting for our rights. Yeah, but also an Indian born from India, born coming to the United States. If you if you go back into the early 90s when he got in the business, there was no way he was going to make it. Mm-hmm. And then he calls his brand Patel, and it's like, oh, my God, <laughs> it's never going to happen. Yeah. But he worked so hard to make it happen, despite that that's what – because everybody, whether they were in the in – the, cigar business or not, all talked about, oh, I'm a third generation cigar maker, um, <laughs> right. you know, and all this, you know, put the, the hat on, call yourself Dawn somebody, get on a horse. Everything was a complete. Right. Everyone got their family tree out yes. there to trace it back to yeah. Cuba. And this guy said, you know what? I was never in the cigar <laughs> business. I actually never had a cigar until I was so so old or whatever, but I'm in the cigar Yeah, he made an impact. He created the Road Warrior. He was on the road yes, all the time. Yes. He set he set the well, bar for every other manufacturer. He manufacture. made everybody else have to do it. Yep. I'm telling you, they they can love him or hate him, but they <laughs> they he, he made them go to work. Yeah, and and that's what it, what a good entrepreneur does and make makes their competitor have to work if they want to compete against somebody like that. Um, what else do I have on this? Um, Hoya de Nicaragua. You know, they were they were the ones that started Nicaraguan tobacco. Um, really, um, you got Gurkha which is they set the bar for packaging. It was all brown. It was all the same stamp brown boxes. He comes out and says, okay, let's make these boxes really fancy. And he caught a lot of shit for that, too. Yeah, yeah, because they believed that the cigar wasn't as good as the packaging or the money is spent in the, mm-hmm. in the packaging. And there's a good argument for that uh, possibility. But um, everybody stepped up, just like what happened with Rocky. Mm-hmm. Now you're forced to do it, that you got this bling that's on the shelf, and your box look, looks like crap. Everybody started improving packaging, and he, did it, he impacted it. He made oh, that 100%, happen. 100%. He changed the, the way boxes are shipped. Yep. Uh, Camacho, full-bodied, brought Honduras. I say not to the map, because in Honduras, you had Punch and Hoy de Monterey. Yeah. Uh, but 
uh, Camacho. I mean, put the spotlight on Corojo. Tobacco. Certainly Corojo, right? Mm-hmm. So an industry change there. Um, you can make a little argument of Toscano, who we had on the show this week of um, Kentucky Fire Cure, the originator. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, probably bigger impact in Europe than here in oh, the states, but worldwide, yeah. huge impact. We, you know, it's funny <coughs> ha- having um, Michael around for a few days. Um, there's so many people that you know come in the store and there he is standing there. If you have had a Toscano, there's more no's than yeses, mm-hmm. and the people that do try it. They end up they yeah. end up liking it. Yeah. Like the first time we put it in a care package, I never got yelled at so much. What the hell is this? You guys are crazy. Yeah. Then oh, that was good. Can you send me a, yeah. a, a sleeve? Yeah. <laughs> so it almost has to be tasted the first time before uh, people believe uh, what's going on there. So I think that's it. That's it for uh, impact, major impact. Yeah, we touched on some that we acknowledged on last Thursday, yep. and we touched on some new ones. So. Good. Yep. Okay, next week on the show, we have Phil Zangi. If you remember, Rocky was talking about him on the yeah. show last week, mm-hmm. that um, that's how uh, Rocky got into the business. Phil Zangi uh, joins us from Indian Motorcycle Cigars. That used to be Indian Tobacco, mm-hmm. now Indian Motorcycle. We talked a little about uh, that trademark issue that happened. He's got it, and uh, he's bringing it next week on the show. So uh, until then, uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, and if you haven't learned anything, You should have learned to keep the let end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.